what is this recording? Is that what that's doing? Oh, okay. Wonderful. I thought it was a watch. I thought they were trying to send me a message right away. <laughs> Can you do me a really big favor? Can you come to the front as close as possible? I won't bite you yet. Um, just really helps me out if I can see people while I'm preaching. That helps me out just as close to the front as possible. You don't have to sit on top of each other, but if you're in the back, you're closer to walking out than coming forward. So it's good to be here this morning. Thank you, Pastor Veronica, for letting me come again. And we'll see where God takes us. Have some stuff back there. I hope you'll take time to look at it. I received an email last night when I got home real late last night. Somebody told me they were listening to this DVD and God just fell in their house. So <laughs> that's kind of the purpose of these things. Um, to bring people into greater encounters with the Holy Spirit because He's a whole lot better at doing things than I could ever do anything. So I've noticed that just when He shows up, you don't have to say that He's healing or delivering or messing people up. He just kind of does it. So there's all sorts of materials back there to equip you and to help you. And if somebody would like this, and uh, you'll listen to it, because a lot of times I have to preface that because... People like to take things that are being given out for free, but they're not necessarily going to watch it. <laughs> so um, if you would like this and you're going to definitely listen to it uh, and you want to come up here and get it, I'd like to give it to you as a gift this morning. Okay, well, not all at once. I can keep it then. No, if, if somebody wants it, they can come and get it. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have told what it was. I'm so focused on what I want to say this morning or what God wants to say. It's called the God of the Impossible. There's a uh, record this in Florida, and uh, just a real word of the Lord came for the United States in the midst of this DVD. And God just, you want that? Well, you can have anything you want on the back. So I'm gonna give it to somebody else. <laughs> okay, you show in Sunday school. Well, you can have any of those DVDs you want. So I'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> right. You can record that. All right. Make as many copies as you want. Amen. Let's pray. So, Lord, we just ask you to come like you already have, Lord. We welcome the kingdom of heaven into this room. And everything that pertains to your kingdom Come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> There's just a real abiding presence thing that the Lord wants to do here. Of just kind of not bringing you into His presence, but to, He just wants to kind of rest on this property and in this sanctuary. I just saw... Um, every part of this property. I just saw the outside of this property. And the Lord just wants to set this entire property just on fire, physically on fire, that when people walk by or people come on this property, that there'll be a literal um, just engaging of the presence of God as they come here. 
So Lord, we just want everything that you want this morning. (laughs) I need you this morning, Lord. Come with your spirit of wisdom and revelation. Give people eyes to see and most importantly ears to hear what you're doing and receptive hearts to grab a hold of what you're saying this morning. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. I need you this morning. I need your strength this morning. To hear what you're saying this morning. Just come, Lord. We want to meet with you, Lord. Give us the courage to make adjustments as you call us to change, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start this morning by just sharing something the Lord dropped in my heart just at the end of uh, this past year. I don't normally start this way. But uh, I just began to write one morning. And the Lord began to just share some things. He said, there's a symphony of a sound of heaven that plays God's song. It's called Heaven's Song. That is why my people feel so at home during intimate times of worship. And the Lord brought me into just a vision in my mind. And I saw a dancer dancing to heaven's symphony, which is actually God's heartbeat. As the dancer would get more in beat with heaven's sound, the reality of heaven would come to earth in a greater measure. And the sound of heaven will be heard in the earth like never before in this hour. Heaven's invasion will come to earth. My people will have angelic visitations on a more regular basis. And new sounds will be released through the music of the church. The music of the church will come and be played on MTV and VHS. There will be a unique and creative expression released from the church. It will not simply music that tingles the ears and minds but one that goes deep into the soul of man to change the destinies of people and nations, to heal bodies and set those in bondage free. Yes, those in bondage will be released by the sound of heaven. I see an army of people advancing, invading the kingdom of this world. And as they march to the sound of heaven, I see the glory cloud of the Lord being released over the people of God. And as they march to the sound of heaven, yes, the sound of heaven is my heart, and the door is open to my people to touch my heart in this hour. So release the song which you have deposited in you. For in you is heaven's reality. In you is the words of life. In you is the breath of God. In you is a gift that must be released to the nations of the world. Yes, this is the hour when the sound of heaven is going to be released. It's going to be released by what the Father is saying. The sound of heaven is released when my people speak my written word and release my rhema word. Yes, says the Lord, when you speak my word, you release the sound of heaven. For the very words on the pages were written by the hearing of the sound of heaven. So now is the hour when my people must, not, must connect with my voice like never before. I desire my church to go to a place it has not been before. Yes, I will speak through prophets in this hour, but I long for my people to come into such a dimension of intimacy with me 
that they do nothing without consulting heaven's sound. The hour is now for the sound of heaven is here. And the reality of an overcoming people will be seen in the earth in this hour. Haven't shared that anywhere that I've gone yet. Just felt led to share here. I released it through the internet because I felt led to just share it to everyone on our e-list because I felt like it was really practical to a lot of people and just been getting feedback now. But I haven't released it in the service and I just felt stirred this morning to release that. And the biblical basis for this is, of course, Matthew 6, verse 10, where when Jesus tells us to pray, red letters. How many of you know that when Jesus said something, he actually really meant it? He has this mistaken idea that when he said something, people would actually listen. And revelation is being released in the earth right now. And revelation is coming. It's always come to people who are hungry and open to receive it. And often what happens is uh, tradition and ways of doing things and just a, a spirit of religion. That's why the spirit of religion is just so foul. Clogs people's perception of what actually God wants to do and it limits their ability to receive more revelation because it doesn't come in the framework or understanding or religious paradigm that they've been used to. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's why we have to be constantly open to change and to follow what the Lord is doing. Often as I read revival history, I love reading about moves of God. It's sad to me to think that those who were the generals in one move of God became the biggest critics to what God was doing in the next generation. Am I okay here? Do I need to step back? Okay, I'll stay here. See, what happens is is often when a move of God comes, people will camp at a particular place and think they have everything that God has to offer. When the kingdom is so multifaceted and and not big enough to even handle, and that's why he continually will change the wineskins that you're in because he wants you to move to the spirit. Man wants to control and to capture what God's doing in a moment, and God wants to explode out of the box because his kingdom knows no end. So through that increase that he wants to release he's constantly he's constantly shifting and moving things and he's looking for people to shift and to move to that that's why denominations who started out of genuine moves of God and and genuine understanding have camped at that place and now it's just a religious tradition in the forms of man and it's far from anything that it was really intended to be so Jesus modeled this life of Lifestyle through intimacy and bringing the kingdom of God here to heaven. Bringing the kingdom of heaven here to earth through this lifestyle of intimacy. Your lifestyle of intimacy affects the world around you. If there's kingdom realities upon the inside of your heart, 
those kingdom realities can affect the world around you if you understand your place before God. John 5, verse 19 says this, Jesus answered them and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father's doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in the same manner. Ephesians 5, verse 1, Paul says, follow in Jesus' footsteps. We're supposed to act like Jesus. And Jesus did, even though he was fully God and fully man, think about this, the ultimate man who understood submission was Jesus because he was fully God and fully man, but he had to submit himself to the will of the Father to know what he was going to do upon the earth. The will of God was not automatic for Jesus when he walked this earth. We read in the Gospels, he spent all night praying before he chose his disciples. And everything that he modeled to us was the life of of a believer fully submitted to the power of the Holy Spirit. That word sees there in verse uh, John 5 verse 19 means to know by experience. Jesus knew the Father by his experience of intimacy. That's how he brought heaven to earth. We have the same access as believers. Jesus told Nicodemus, John 3, unless one is born again, he cannot see. The very same word there of John 5:19 that he's talking about intimacy with the Father, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so that was just the introduction. One of the obstacles of the sound of heaven being released in the nations and in a particular area is a culture of unbelief that permeates much of the church world. It is not unbelief on the part of the world, but it's an unbelief by the people of God. This is a huge obstacle because I was praying last, or I was sleeping last night. Very godly thing to do. Get rest. I was tired last night. And I saw... I saw, um, I saw the, this church, I saw the front of the church, and it was like in my dream, and then there was a sign that said, One Way. And the Lord wants to take you as the people of God, as a group, as a church, on this one-way street to pursue the supernatural, and to pursue and to break the back of unbelief in this area. <laughs> I almost say... A lot. The church in America, it seems like we revel in ignorance. We we it's like it's like we've almost like we get excited about our ignorance. I've had I've heard charismatic preachers, people who believe in the gifts of the spirit, say, I've never seen this, I've never seen that, I've never had a visitation from God. And they almost say it like they're proud of it. But there's a shift taking place where we're about to come into this thing where God is going to bring people into great encounters with Him that these stories are going to be a commonplace. And God wants to bring encounters to you as a people and to you as a church that will go beyond the natural mind. We'll talk about that in a minute. It goes beyond the natural mind and will be a sign and a wonder to this area, because as you break through into those areas, 
it breaks the back of that religious spirit that brings unbelief to an area. And it opens, oh, I just saw it, it opens the heavens over an area to let the glory of God and the sound of heaven come in. I remember growing up, I'd be in some services and I was just a little kid then. I just grew up in the church, Pentecostal church. They'd spit and shout at you. And that was church. We claim victory, but we live defeated the whole week. And the guy would say, they would say, the glory is here. I said, it, I, I, I remember thinking as a little kid, if this is the glory, take me to heaven. We've settled for so much less. And God wants to do so much more. And so the foundation of, of breaking the back of, a, of unbelief and allowing the sound of heaven to come through is faith. Look at Hebrews 10. Reading out of the Amplified, that means it's louder. But the just shall live by faith, and my righteous servant shall by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, and holy fervor born out of faith, and conjoined with it. If he draws back and shrinks back, my soul has no delight in him. But our way is not of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed. But we are those who believe too and cleave and rely on God through Christ Jesus the Messiah. By faith preserves a soul. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality of faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Catch that right there at the end there. Faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed by the senses. For by faith, trust and holy fervor men of faith of old had divine testimony and bore, this is verse 2 of uh, Hebrews 11, born to them and obtained to good report. By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed fashioned and put it into order and equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of the things which are visible. If you can see the sound of heaven come to earth, it can actually come through reality because what God made and what God spoke into existence was just in his heart and as he declared it, it actually came to being. That's why uh, they didn't know what I was preaching, but the the, the tongues and interpretation came and said, understand your authority and declare what the Lord is doing. When you declare what God's saying, this is why the prophetic is so powerful, it releases something from the heart of God and it begins to create the realities in internal structures for it to take place in somebody's life. 
I saw it once. I saw it like like a big fireball going at somebody when I was prophesying over them. And it was just like building the internal structures inside their spirit for them to carry that which what the Lord had to do in their life. And that really changed me because sometimes I'm tired and I really don't want to minister to people. remember hearing a story of this guy who's sitting with this lady. She had wasn't able to get pregnant and they were in a charismatic church so she had gotten a lot of words that she was going to get pregnant and still hadn't gotten pregnant and the Lord tells him, this guy's a prophet, said, tell her she, within a year she'll be pregnant. He said, God, I can't tell her that. Everybody else has told her that and nothing's happened. He said, if you don't tell her, it's not going to happen. Point number two. Faith gives substance and anchor and makes it possible for the unseen world to be framed in the world in which we live. In the Western church, we're very good at presenting the gospel of forgiveness. And see, this is what happens. When that truth of forgiveness in Jesus began to create the culture of the Christian church, it's very easy, I, I would hope, I would hope, that most people in this room who have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior can lead somebody to the Lord very quickly. But as the message of the church is coming into this revelation that we need to preach the message of the kingdom for Jesus to come, Matthew twenty four fourteen, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached and then the end will come. We've been preaching the wrong message or part of the message for many centuries now. And it's changing to the gospel of the kingdom. And it was not the message that Jesus preached. He preached the message of the kingdom. This is point number three. I'm going to get into a little more scripture. The starting point of the Christian life is always total abandonment to the Father. But in Jesus, in, even in Jesus' calling of the disciples to complete abandonment to Him, He brought a practical exp expression of the kingdom. He brought that supernatural nature of the kingdom. Look at... Uh, Luke 4.43 Excuse me. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the gospel of the kingdom to the, to the other cities and towns, for I was sent for this purpose. And he continued to preach in the synagogues. Now, we skip on to Luke 5. And now he's about to pick his disciples. And this is a picture of the expression of the kingdom in its very purest form, even when Jesus is picking his disciples. Now it occurred that while the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Get Sea of Galilee. And, and when he saw two boats drawn up by the lake, but the fishermen had down from them and they were washing their nets. And getting into one of the boats that belonged to Simon Peter, he requested him to draw away a little from the shore. When he sat down and continued to teach the crowd of the people from the boat, 
when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out, put into the deep water and lower your nets. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And as their nets were at the point of breaking, and they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold of him. And they came and filled the boats and so that they began to sink. And when Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was gripped with bewilderment and amazement and all who were with him at the hall of the fish that were made. And also there were James, John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon Peter. And Jesus said to them, Have no fear, from now on you will be catching fishers of men. And after they had run their boats on the shore, they left everything and joined him as disciples sided with his party and accompanied him. Here's what I want you to get out of this. Jesus called them to a life of complete abandon to them, but he also brought an expression of the kingdom of heaven. He brought an expression of the supernatural to them. Hey, we've been working all night. He said, no, put it on the other side. All right, I'll do that. Even in the presentation of the gospel, I believe it's... It, there's going to be a paradigm shift even in the way we present the gospel that there'll be presentations and demonstrations of the sound of heaven as we present the gospel and it will cause people to come into the kingdom because it will grip them with the reality of who God is. That's why it's so important to allow and to break the back of the culture of unbelief to allow the sound of heaven to come because when the sound of heaven, things like this practically happen. And notice in there he said, Nothing to Simon Peter about his sinful lifestyle. It was the presentation of the kingdom and his revelation that he'd come into this holy man of God who was calling him to a life of abandonment that he finally realized that I'm a sinful man. He came into contact with the goodness of God and suddenly he realized, which he probably knew already, but he came into that revelation he's willing to give up everything to follow this man of goodness. Practical expressions of the supernatural world of the kingdom help to confront the culture of unbelief. Listen, we just read in Luke 5 that his disciples said, we'll follow you for everything. I'm thinking if they left everything, if they left all their livelihood, if they left everything that they had to follow him, that they probably believed in him. Would you think so? Look at John 2.11. This is the beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. This is his first miracle of Galilee. And manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. The disciples had already believed in him, but yet the demonstration of what they saw provided further evidence of this gospel that they believed. Intellectual assent does not change people. It's practical experience and demonstrations of the kingdom that bring that reality of what we believe into existence and actually convince us that what this thing that we have is a legitimate thing. I'm convinced that one of the number one reasons that many people backslide or are lukewarm because it's just an intellectual assent to the gospel. And it has not been a practical encounter with Jesus that leads to practical application in their life. 
demonstrations of the kingdom, miracles, deliverances, healing, do not necessarily mean that people will come into the kingdom. But it offers them an opportunity with a genuine expression of the love of Jesus. But we're also talking about bringing demonstrations to confront that culture of unbelief. I've been in this, I don't know even what you call it, this thing now for 12 years. And with every encounter, with every demonstration, it continually convinces us of the goodness of God. And every year, your paradigm continues to shift of what the Lord would do. As you step out in faith, as He calls you to step out into greater waters, it shifts how you think. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire realizes a tree of life. There's been too much hope deferred in the church. God wants desire realized. His desire is His kingdom coming. Accurate representations of the kingdom bring Jesus the greatest fruit of what He died for on the cross. The reason that there is a culture of unbelief inside the church is that a great majority of the people never have seen a miracle, so they decide no such miracles take place. And so that deception permeates the way they look at life. Just like, on the positive end, the miracles and representations and seeing what we believe change the way we view reality. Why do you think that Jesus brought his disciples, one of the reasons that Jesus brought his disciples with him for three years? They saw the gospel in action and then he told them to go do the stuff. And it changed the way that they perceived reality. But it wasn't until they received the promise of the Holy Spirit that they were empowered to do what he said. That's why the outpouring of the Spirit is always central to everything that happens in the church. It trumps everything. It trumps a good sermon. It trumps a good worship time. Whatever God wants to do, that should be the agenda of the day. Let's identify some of the barriers of the sin of unbelief that help permeate a culture. Look at uh, Luke chapter 6. And Jesus went from there and came to his own country and hometown, and his disciples followed with him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who listened to him were utterly astonished, saying, Where did this man acquire all this wisdom? What is the wisdom and broad and full intelligence which has been given to him? What mighty works and exhibitions of power are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here among us? And they took offense at him, and were hurt. That is, they were disapproved of him, and they hindered hindered them from acknowledging his authority. And they were caused to stumble and fall. 
And Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor, deference, reverence, except in his own country, among his relatives, in his town and house. And he was not able to do even one work of power there, except that he laid hands on a few sickly people and cured them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. We just talked about faith. Their lack of faith in him. And he went about among the surrounding villages and continued teaching. The Holy Spirit filled Jesus. Jesus shows up. The move of God shows up in Nazareth. And they were astonished by what he did. Because the spirit of offense had come in. One of the number one ways the enemy will stop what God wants to do in your life and try and make you self-reliant is allow offense to come into your heart. Notice there, they never denied what Jesus was doing. They just denied the package and the framework that it was coming in. When they rejected, because of the spirit of offense that had come in, when they rejected who he was, it limited the power that he could bring to that area. Many churches and areas and regions, because God has set up these churches to be lights in that area, are fragmented because the spirit of offense has come in and it limits what God can do in an area. We don't like this laughing thing. We don't like this falling thing. We don't like that. And sometimes these religious prayers just really mean nothing to God. Come, Lord. Come within. Come between 10 and 11.30. And I have to preach my sermon. And I'll dismiss the people at 12. And if you want to do something after 12, you can do something after 12 for the very strange people in our church. There will come a time where the quote-unquote strange people on your church are actually the remnant church and those who truly represent Jesus. Their hearts were offended. And this is really one of the keys. I don't know if I'm making sense this morning. I just got a lot I'm trying to say. The heart and the posture of a lack of offense and purity before the Lord allows us to be receptive to break that culture of unbelief. God wants a church to move in a new dimension to follow heaven's leading. To receive that which God has for us, we need to be able to properly receive the word of the Lord and allow it to settle in our hearts till it is manifested. When we grab hold of it in faith, what God has for us, we become the people who move past the culture of unbelief. It's not good enough to have tongues and interpretation, but actually receive that which what the Lord was saying this morning and allow it to go deep in our hearts.
it's not good enough just to have the word of the Lord, but actually believe it and apply it. I was talking to the Lord one day, asking Him about how cities and regions and nations are changed. He said one of the keys to seeing a community transformed is that the people of God would receive the prophetic declarations of what he's saying. And call forth that declaration in the earth. Look at uh, Mark chapter 6. We'll just look at verse 44. Well, start in verse 41. This is Jesus turning the five loaves and two fishes and feeding the 5,000. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and praising God and gave thanks and broke the loaves and kept on giving them to the disciples to set before the people. And he also divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up the twelve, the small hand baskets full of broken pieces from the loaves and the fish. Those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. So Jesus turns what he has. He takes what he's given and he feeds the 5,000. And read this. The story goes on like this. And at once he insisted the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him. This is verse 45. And go to the other side of Bethesda while they were sending the throng away. And after he had taken leave of them, he went off into the hills to pray. And when evening had come, the boat was out in the middle of the lake, and he was by himself on the land. And having seen that they were troubled and tormented, and rowing for the wind was against them at night, he came to them walking directly on the sea, and acted as if he meant to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and raised a deep, throaty shriek of terror. For they all saw him and were agitated, troubled and filled. But immediately he talked with them and said, Take heart, stop being alarmed and afraid. And he went into the boat with them, and the wind ceased and sank to rest as if exhausted by its own beating. And they were astonished and exceedingly beyond measure. We need hearts to be receptive and to capture what the Lord is doing. And when He brings about demonstrations of His kingdom, make adjustments in a proper way to capture all that the Lord is doing. And it's adjustments of the heart. Because here the disciples, they first see Jesus multiplying the loaves and the fishes and feeding the 5,000 when He only had a little. It was a demonstration of the goodness of God. And now He... He goes off to pray, and now they're in trouble, so he walks on the water. And verse 52, watch this. For they fail to consider or understand the teaching and the meaning of the miracle loaves. In fact, their hearts had grown callous and had become dull and had lost the power of understanding. These demonstrations of the kingdom that come, that break the back of a culture of unbelief, it can only be broken, not just by having a demonstration of the powers, but a heart to receive and to capture what the Lord is doing in the midst of that, to make adjustments to fully grab hold of everything He wants to do. You're looking at me confused. 
you can have visitations of God, but it won't be the continual visitation that God wants if your hearts aren't receptive to change to do what God wants to do. It's amazing to me that they saw all this, but yet their hearts were still hardened. So as I began to read this and understand this and the Lord speak to me about this, it really put me in that place of posturing, not only as I see the Lord doing things, but allowing that to change my reality and my perception of life. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Guard your heart and leave it in a posture of understanding what the Lord is doing to capture what He wants to do. Mary is a perfect example, and I'm saying all this because talking about a multiple subjects. I don't know if I've given everybody the gift of confusion here, but this was the word of the Lord this morning. I didn't know this whole tongue thing was going to happen. and I don't mean tongue thing. I mean, you know, whatever. But the Lord is speaking things and He's wanting you to have hearts of adjustment because your calling is to bring demonstrations of the supernatural. And not just demonstrations, but demonstrations with each demonstration and encounter that you have with the Holy Spirit that changes your reality so you can receive more of what the Lord wants to do. It's not just visitation, but a continual habitation. And I sense maybe that for some of you who have been here, who have been here for a while and really praying and asking God for certain things, I sense maybe that there's a little frustration on your behalf that you haven't seen more. But I came here to tell you this morning that what you're praying for is going to happen because the Lord spoke it and He said it and you've seen it in your heart. And it's in these moments that He's building that internal structure, as he says, the kingdom is within you. He's building that internal structure of the kingdom to hold that which he wants to pour out. The Lord wants to build his house. And it takes a receptive heart to grab hold of everything God wants to do. Mary is a perfect example of it. Caleb's a perfect example of it in the Bible. We look at the life of Mary, the angel come and visits her and says, often we read it and we don't, it's a really good idea to just say this when you're reading something, not to always ask God, let me read this like it was the first time. Because we come with our preconceptions about that story, but it's actually an angel visiting about a 15 or 16-year-old child. By the way, you have the Messiah living upon the inside of you. And I believe, had she 
not had the response of faith, perhaps God would have found someone else because she says, let it be according to what you've spoken. Notice there she didn't say, I understand what you're saying. You may not understand this whole thing about the sound of heaven, but God is looking for the responses, let it be according to what you say. And then they, they go because they had, to, they, had, they had to go for the census and they're on their way home because people traveled in groups and Jesus is back in the synagogue hanging out, revelating with the Pharisees and Sadducees and they forgot him. And it says, Mary pondered these things in her heart. But it wasn't until at least 25 years later that Jesus the Messiah is revealed. That's why there was such offense on them. We read it. But her response of faith elicited what God wanted to do in John 2. It's not my time yet to be revealed as the miracle worker. She looks back, do whatever he says. She had the word of the Lord upon the inside of her. And often that word tests us to see but if it's deep upon the inside of you in the fullness of time that word will manifest. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. Faith holds on to the word of the Lord when everything else looks barren. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. And then he talks about what you speak. You remember Caleb? They went out to scout the land. God says, I've given you this land. They go look at the situation. And they come back. Most of the guys say we're like grasshoppers in their sight. What they declared out of their mouth that day allowed the nation of Israel to go through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. But Caleb still spoke life. And you find in the book of Joshua that when they get on the edge of that promised land, Caleb goes to Joshua and says, Remember me? The Lord promised me that. And Joshua says, Go in and get it. Can you imagine having a promise for that long? I probably would have given up. Lord, the religious people messed it up for us. We just can't go in. I just felt that. And there's a promise for this area that the Lord has not given up on. There's a promise. My word never returns unto me void. And God is strategically placing people in this region to capture what the Lord is doing. He strategically placed you here in this hour to capture what He wants to do. Because His purposes will be accomplished. Whether He shows up at any church, He'll find a group of people and He'll accomplish His purposes. And I know for sure that your call is, as a house here, is to break the back of that culture of unbelief. 
and to leave your hearts pure and open to that which the Lord wants to change inside of you. He wants to rearrange your perception of who He is on a continual basis. You're not supposed to come in here and just hear nice sermons every Sunday. God wants to not just make you feel good in worship. He wants to whack you with the glory. This church will grow as the glory grows. I'm telling you, you don't need a church growth program. What you need is greater and greater manifestations of Him and they'll come. (laughs) Somebody told me last month, real leader in the Christian church, stuck with me. He said, a comedian can get a crowd to show up. And the church is impressed when they can get people to show up. Not against big churches. I like big churches. Big churches, small churches, don't matter to me, as long as God's there. So come, Lord. Just shut your eyes and just focus on the Lord. Okay, all right. Can we just get some worship music just playing? I just feel like the Holy Spirit just wants just... uh, you to just take some moments with him and just uh, just allow him to just bring adjustment in your life. Just come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord. Just more, Lord. Just focus on the Lord. Just right where you're at. Just begin to just begin to make adjustment where you're at. Say right where you're at. Just say, Lord, speak to my heart right now. don't know what to do, just begin to worship the Lord right where you're at.
about uh, this uh, prayer that you do on uh, Saturday mornings. The Lord is just going to begin to just crack crack open the heavens there. There's uh, just going to come strategic things that the Lord's going to reveal during those times of, of, of prayer and worship how to pray for things in this region, how to pray for things in the church. And as you just uh, begin to declare and pray into what the Lord's doing, you're going to just see, uh, just see the next um, six months or so, just going to be a time of real acceleration of your prayers being answered because the Lord's just going to just drop things into your spirit. I I uh, I see uh, I see you, Pastor Veronica. You just like uh, your hands are outstretched, and I see the Lord just uh, giving you like scrolls of, of things that He wants to do in this area, and He's just He's going to just drop them in your hands because um, the Lord says you're faithful, and He's found a willing vessel for whom He can use <laughs> to be a bridge between heaven and earth. <laughs> Uh, just gonna, gonna pray for you today. And, um, it's just gonna come renewed strength and vision. Lord says, "Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up." Lord says, "You've been doing the right things. That's why you've seen so many obstacles." <laughs> And there's just uh, just come a refreshing today over you, just a real refreshing. I just uh, I bless you. I bless you as an Esther for such a time as this to <laughs> to come before the king and ask for that which you want. Whoa, more Lord. I bless you as a Deborah to raise up a company of prophets and prophetic intercessors in this area. Yeah, the Lord is uh, going to network you in this area with strategic people to bring, just uh, to usher in the kingdom and the sound of heaven. There's just a real, ooh, felt that, ooh, a real mantle on your heart and your life to do that. You're like one of those people that doesn't care if you're seen in the kingdom. The Lord really honors that in your life, and you're gonna you're gonna kind of be like a, a behind-the-scenes person to usher in what God's going to do in this area. Shh. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 
before. Just since uh, if you're a if you're if you're a leader in this church, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you today. I just want you to come to the front. I just want to pray for you. Any type of thing, I guess you know who that is. Any any of your leaders, just tell them to come. Just since I'm supposed to pray for you. Kind of step a few feet forward, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come, Lord, just stretch your hands towards them here, those of you in the congregation. Just come, Lord. Father, I just ask for just a refreshing to come. Uh, to, the Lord is, um, with your leadership team, the Lord is going to give you different parts of that which He wants to do. And together, it's everything that God wants to do. So as you kind of submit those things to pastor, it's all going to be part. You're going to like all know part of what God wants to do. And the Lord is going to give you each individual revelation of what he wants because each of you play an integral part whether you know it or not of ushering in what God wants to do so just come Lord even greater measure come Holy Spirit come with your angels and just uh, break forth upon these leaders today in a way you've never before have just break forth break Forth, break forth, break forth, break forth, break forth. Father, let just a, a breaker anointing just come. Oh, fire! Oh, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Bless you today in Jesus' name. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> Everything that's held you back, I just 
break it off of you now in Jesus' name. I just release you into supernatural freedom. I don't know what this is, but I, I just see you just walking in just supernatural freedom, not caring what everyone thinks, just dancing before the Lord. I just break anything that religion or other people have tried to put on you, and I just release the creative flow into your life of what God's called you to be and to step out in your place of influence. And I release boldness into your life, and I release the grace to step where you've never stepped before in the name of Jesus. I just... Um, I just really feel like the Lord's just doing a, a body thing this morning. And uh, if you're not too messed up, I just ask the leaders just to come back up again. And uh, if any of you others want prayer today, I want the leaders to pray for you today. Because what the Lord is doing is just, I, I really feel like just a body thing. And the ministry that you need is not necessarily from me, but it, it's, it's, it's from your leaders here. Because the Lord wants to take you together to cross into those things that you haven't seen and so if you're not too messed up as leaders just just uh, I don't know pastor if you want to coordinate this just come to the front if, if some of you who haven't received prayer haven't received ministry today and you would like so we just invite you to just to come and just receive prayer from the leaders here today um, if you're sick in body if uh, you have back pain uh, somebody here probably, uh, lower back pain uh, shooting pain in your right shoulder uh, a right ear uh, something like bones or something need to be adjusted or something like that I don't know what that is but if you have sickness any any of those mentioned if you have uh, afternoon headaches uh, arthritis uh, digestive problems or if you just you just want to break through in a, a deeper place spiritually any of those sicknesses and disease mentioned or if you just have sickness and disease in your body and it wasn't mentioned, the Lord is healed to hear, heal you today. You don't have to leave this place the same. So if you're a leader in this church, I just want you to come and just, just receive ministry. Don't, don't miss this opportunity to, to, to adjust to what the Lord's doing in here. But, uh, Sorry, I thought I was done. I, I, just, I just sensed in my heart just right there that... Uh, that this is kind of a, a prophetic sign of what the Lord wants to do here, that people will come from all around just to receive just a refreshing of the Lord in this place. I, I just feel like you're going to raise up a team of people to do this. It's not just going to all rest on you, but you'll you'll be like an imparter. You'll release gifts and things into people. And there's a real just a, even prophetic and healing call. Your, your, your hands are supposed to heal the sick. <laughs> I mean, I just want to pray for that.